Motherhood can be a grind. We know, but there's a better way. Through Jesus and community, we have found the holy grind. Hi, I'm Danielle. Hi, I'm Becky. Hi, I'm Kelly. We have a dozen kids. And we're here to encourage you. So, fasten your high-waisted jeans for this adventure we call The Holy Grind. Welcome to another episode of The Holy Grind. I'm so excited because we have our really, really good, sweet, awesome, super, super cool friend, Beth Ann, <laughs> joining us. That's right. It was a challenge to get all of four of our schedules in line, but we're so happy that you've come to join us. Um, Beth Ann actually goes to church with us here locally. And um, she's been married for 18 years. She's got three kiddos. They're not little like ours anymore. She's got living the teenage life, 16-year-old and a 10-year-old and a 9-year-old, and they're awesome kids. And she also works full-time and homeschools. So I'm really excited to talk with you. 14, 14 years old. 14. What did I say? Right. <laughs> not yet. She's not driving yet. You're holding on. Yeah, he wishes. Don't age. Don't age that. <laughs> Fourteen years old. Um, yeah. yeah, but we're just looking forward to chatting with you. And you've always got such great, encouraging things to say when we pass you in the daily. So, um, one thing we always like to start off by asking is, what does the holy grind of motherhood mean to you? It was kind of fun seeing that question. Um, I love the name of your of saying like holy grind of motherhood because <laughs> I was thinking of of your title and I'm like, you know, the one thing I've always wanted to be since I was young was a mom. Like I, I that was like I didn't want to go to college or university. I wanted to get married, have kids, be a missionary and a worship leader. That was my like, you know, that was it. And so, you know, motherhood for me is like my dream as a, as a young one growing up. And it's an honor and a blessing and a privilege and a challenge all at once every single day. And I love the word, how you guys put grind in there because I always think of coffee, right? So how coffee is, you know, it goes through the, when you put it through a grinder, my, my husband grinds coffee every morning. And I'm like, it's the process of the grinding that can be painful. If you think about in motherhood, to something really beautiful and delicious, right? So, you know, it's, beautiful. and it gives you, yeah. and it gives you energy, like, and it gives energy and it gives, you know, so I, I was just kind of like, I kind of look at motherhood that way, you know, how sometimes, especially with your first, you go through like the grind of learning how to parent them, how to teach them, how to guide them. And and getting wisdom and revelation and how to do that can be really hard and can be really challenging. And then all of a sudden you get the revelation and you see, oh, wow, we just, we, we just crossed this hurdle. We just crossed over to a new season. And it's really rewarding to see each season. So I kind of, I love the name because it really spoke to me when I was thinking about it. I'm like, this is really cool because it, yeah. So I like that. I don't think we've heard the coffee, the coffee, um, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. <laughs> we, we thought of it like grind. We thought of yeah some ideas about coffee. coffee. Stay tuned. <laughs> we have 
big dreams, guys, if you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> yes, we do. Oh, man. So good. So good. Beth Ann, so I know that you're not in like the little kid kind of stage anymore, but we, um, I know you as such a woman of like strong faith and prayer and like persistence and tenacity is like all the, like when I think, I know it sounds like kind of cliche saying all these words, but like, I, I don't think I've ever left hanging out with you or having an encounter with you where I don't feel encouraged, even if we were praying for some, for a struggle, whether it was for you or for me, even if you were like, you know, Hey, had this situation happen? Like, and that's marked me like our, you know, our friendship. And I know it's funny because it's like, we're on zoom, even though we live in the same city. So it's like, not like we see each other so much, right? Like, but that friendship has been so special. And so Taking that that I see now and thinking about, you know, I didn't know you when you had babies, babies. Mm-hmm. What is something that, you know, if you think about to that time in your life, what is something that sustained your relationship with Jesus when you were in like that that place of littles? Like whether it was, you know, creating habits for yourself or just like, you know, can you kind of tell us a little bit about that phase of your journey? journey with Jesus when you were with like you know babies it was like a dream come true I remember my labor with my son and it was incredibly challenging and long and hard and I was so excited I had nine people in my room when I was in labor like (laughs) I had my pastor praying in there I had my my aunts I had my mothers I had like I had my midwives I had like people interceding right from the very beginning of that process like it was like so that's just in a nutshell that's how it started for me because I was all about, you know, that was important. My best friend flew in from Ontario, so she was in there too. So it was just like everybody was in my room. <laughs> and it was, it was kind of funny. And people get horrified by that because I'm like, you know what? Hey, I like the more the merrier. Anyways, but uh, um, my big was my littles, like when I had my babies, um, it was something that. I cherished, but I also had my stress moments because I know for me, I sang to my babies a lot because I was a worship leader back then. And so they were in the womb. I'd be, I'd be like, that was part of my, they're being, they came out of the world, came into the world with worship because I always had worship on and like I always would sing to my babies I was always and that was just something that I was so that really as a mom a young mom um worship was a big thing for me and I've always always loved worship that's been inside of me since I was a little girl and it sustained me through a lot of my moments um as a mother Going, worshiping with my kids, worshiping with my babies. I mean, Garen, my son's a drummer now. He drummed in the womb. Like, this child was, like, a major mover and shaker in the womb. And so, you know, that was a big part of my um, being a mom in the young years and kind of sustaining me through a lot of um, 
figuring out how to do this. Like, and then, I mean, also talking to others and getting help from people that have been there. My, my mom's really helped my mother-in-law, my mother walked me through a lot, trying to figure out nursing and, you know, <laughs> like that was a challenge. Like all the things you do for the first time as a first mom, but yeah. you know, you know, one thing though, that I, I you know, look at one of those questions is about one thing I, w- I would have changed now that I walk in that, you know, I did then I had a lot of fear in me as a mom, as a young mom. And so, you know, I didn't, you know, when the kids are first walking and when they're first doing things like, Oh, oh right. You're always so like on the edge and trying new things. And so, because I was one as a young person that struggled with fear and had to, has had to continue to battle that and, you know, continue to get it under my feet. I would now back then change, like, you no, know, I, I don't want to be in a person who walks in fear as a, as a new mom. Because knowing that God is with me and that he sustains me and he walks me through even moments. So really having grasped that more then as I do now. I mean, with my third child, that's totally shifted. <laughs> you know, your first, your second, you know, you walk them through and then you go through all those new stages with your kids. But yeah, so that was, you know, but worship and prayer has always been something that's been a part of me for like as long as I can remember. And especially when I, I moved from like from Red Deer to Calgary and I understood and got to learn about intercession and prophetic. And so that became a part of me as for when I got married and had kids. So that was one thing that even as a young mom, that was really important right away mm-hmm. and speaking into my children. And, um, yeah, big deal. I've got, I've got to say, I think that is so cool because I've met, I don't remember. It's like several years I've known you, but I didn't know you in the time you're referring to about when you said that you struggled with fear. I would never have just like, obviously everybody has things they're afraid of maybe sometimes, but that's yeah. not who I ever would have like pegged you for like a weakness yeah. kind of thing. So it's so yeah. cool to see that like you can, like you said, to get it under your feet, like you can overcome yeah. things like that to where it's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, it's not really my I think I struggle with anymore as a mom right now. Like, I just think that's really encouraging, especially for moms who may be in a similar position to what you're describing. You don't resent yeah. that at all. <clears throat> yeah. You know, I had, I had a little note. My mom had put in my lunch kit that said, you know, the, for God has like given you a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power of love and a sound mind. So that was my lunch kit. Like every time I went to school, I had the, my lunch kit. And so that's a big one I found as a new mom because it's so many unknowns, especially if, you know, if you don't have a lot of family around or people to support you in that process, it can be really overwhelming. And so, you know, that was a big one to, to know that you've got this, you know, especially as a child of God, you know, he can walk mm-hmm. you through those moments and help you figure it out and not be let, and let them. Cause if you, when there's fear built in, it goes into them because they pick it up. Yeah. Right. So that's one thing that I've had to walk through with them is for them to be courageous and to stand and not be in fear and to know that greater is he that is in them. Right. So mm-hmm. I need that's in this world because they can. So that's really cool. so practically, because I think a lot of moms can relate with that, the walking in fear and dealing with fear. And lots of moms will say, I didn't deal with fear until I became a mom. Yeah. So what was something that you did practically that made you overcome that? Because like Becky said, she would have never thought that was you because you don't walk yeah. in that anymore. So what would you say 
was something you really did? Like, was it a daily thing? What did that look like? You know what? Honestly, it was that verse. Honestly, that little scripture verse that it was mm-hmm. in my mind. It was the memorization of the word that practically was like, or facing the fears. Like you face mm-hmm. those moments. So I, you know, with nursing and stuff, I know there was a big fear in it because I wasn't able to nurse for a long time. And I, you know, I'd have a, a trouble with it. And finally I talked to a really close friend and because I was, I was, it wasn't working and I was frustrated and I was freaking out all the time. And she's like, and I was like, she's like, Bethan, you need to relax. And because I wasn't letting down all the time when I should. And I would, then people thinking I'm, I'm, I'm not drinking enough water or doing this or doing this. Right. And so she finally said, Bethan, I never let down when I nurse. It just never happens. Right. And so all of a sudden it seems trouble personal, but something released out of me. Yeah. And something and something released because I had to let go of the expected the expectation on myself that I put on myself to be this person that because you hear all these things. I mean, everyone is telling you different things. Yeah. Uh, oh, I do this and this works for me and this works for me. It's like, well, it doesn't mean it's gonna work for you that way. And so the oh. second I saw I stopped trying so hard and I was believing something that wasn't how my body worked. I had this peace come over and I was able to nurse my next, my, that child at that time way longer than I did any of my other kids. So, you know, it's just, sometimes you have to stop listening to the outside voices. Yeah. Right. And listen to the voices that are your heart people and the voices that encourage you and exhort you and walk you through those moments. And sometimes it's also listening to the lies that kind of, that, that moms can tend to listen to, right. That are not truths. Right. But listen to, to the Holy Spirit and say, okay, God, I can't do this right now. I remember going, I was, my, my child wouldn't stop crying and crying. And I went and hid him in a closet upstairs. And I was just holding him. Yeah. Like, God, I just need you right now. I just need you to come in. And it's just like, he overwhelms me. He gives me peace. He walks me through those moments when I had fear, when I had anxiety, when I'm trying to figure out why this child won't stop crying. Right. And it's just, I remember Garen would just constantly be crying in the van as a little baby. And I put the song on by, um, um, I can't remember. Oh, Walker. What's her name? From Tim Walker. Tim Walker Smith. And, and, and he would fall asleep immediately. He goes, for he loves you. Oh, how he loves us. So I'd play that song and he would fall asleep immediately. Every single time I played it. So it's like God gave me a song for him. And I knew that was his song. So it was like, that was his way of falling asleep. So even at a young age for him as a baby, worship, truth, because, you know, the love of God pouring into him while he's freaking out. And all of a sudden he just has peace. And it was just like, it was amazing. So, yeah. Love that. Oh, that's That's awesome. Love it. Um, you, you mentioned it, uh, like really briefly when you said you moved from Red Deer to Calgary and you learned about yeah. the prophetic, how yeah. has, so how, what is your, how's your relationship with prayer? Like how did it develop over the years of being a mom? Oh, you know what? Um, so when I, I moved in with my pastors for a year in Calgary and I just come out of a major breakup and. I got paid to, it was funny because I didn't make it, I wasn't working. So she paid me to intercede and taught me on intercession. And then, and it was really, just like, so I could get some money flow. She's like, so I should tell you, I had this carpet I was laying on, it was the world. And I would just, 
pray and intercede and cry out to God. And I learned about prayer from that time and then on the prophetic, learning how to hear the voice of God. And in that year, it, it was a major foundation shift for me. It just shifted my world. So when I, I started like, and she'd activate me all the time. Okay, but then this is a situation going on. What is the Lord saying? She just, boom, she'd always activate me, right? So there was a continual activation of yeah. what God was planting inside of me. And so then, you know, when I met my husband and we started getting married, we got married and had babies, you know, you know, even, even more now teaching my babies on prayer, teaching them on how to hear the voice of God. And to this now, like at nighttime, we'll go to bed and they'll each pray. And then my little girl will get a picture and she's like, mom, I see this and this happening. And she'll just pray it. And then, you know, and then it just, I'm just like, all of a sudden it just comes. Like you can feel the Holy Spirit rising up within them. So every night they want to pray. And I mean, so that's the one thing I've always said, like, I want them to not be, to know how to pray because there's so many kids and people that I've met that, kids are scared to talk like in that kind of uh, environment right teaching them at home to pray out loud not just in their heads is really key because your your words are powerful yeah and they can shift the atmosphere when because you know he will fill your mouth jesus fills your mouth and it shifts the atmosphere and so when my kids um are praying and then they get words or they get like pictures and prophetic words. And like my son will often get prophetic words in church and go give them to that person. And, you know, that is something that's always been a part of my life since, since that, that moment more so like my, me, my parents, I grew up in a home that loved Jesus, loved worship, loved music and the prophetic and all that didn't exist as much. I grew up in a Pentecostal church. Right. So it didn't, it was more really lots of law and you couldn't wear pants, you couldn't wear a dress. To, I mean, you couldn't wear pants to church. <laughs> you couldn't be, you couldn't do, go to movies. You couldn't, there's a lot of different law, right? I still yeah. loved it. I loved, I loved being a part of the church. Right. So, but you know, as I, as I grew up, I mean, I just, I loved Jesus from the very beginning. And so having my kids, that's the biggest thing is that, they love Jesus. They love prayer. They love worship. They, they're teaching them to hear the voice of God, teach them about the Holy Spirit. Like, you know, those are my foundations for my babies. And when things get hard, listen to the Holy Spirit. What is he saying? What are you supposed to do right now? Right. So that's shifted and shaped my life even more so now than ever before. Like I felt that shift in my own heart and, you know, it's, it's power it's powerful. And to have our kids know how to do that is, I mean, they're kingdom changers. They're they're the up and coming generation that's going to be a part of what God's doing next. I think it's going to be really big. I see how your kids, they look a little like you. It's their own flavor, but and what I mean is like, I see them pray like you. I hear them prophesy. I hear them share those pictures and, and it's such a testament and a testimony to your faithfulness to God. And so I'm just thinking about all the moms out there who are thinking like, I want to be that. Like I'm seeing it lived out in my friend who's just a stage ahead of me in, you know, in your motherhood. So that's really encouraging um, to hear. And you know what? Another thing is like some people think, oh, they're too young. You know, they they can't do this. It's not true. 
you know, these babies are created in the image of God from the get-go, right from the beginning, and they can learn to hear the voice of God at a young age. They can learn to prophesy. They can learn to pray. They can learn all this at a very young age, right? And because the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in these little guys. There's no, no junior holy yeah. So, you know, I love it when I see the kids. Like, I remember being at church one Sunday, I see Esther. She's raising her hands in worship. And I just like, it just blesses my heart because, you know, they're going to really change things and shift things in our world. It's pretty cool. Love it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, that's amazing. Like, I just love that. And it's so awesome and encouraging to hear. And again, I just always go back to the practical side because I feel like when, women here, moms here that, you know, you're praying with your kids and your kids are prophesying and all these things are like, okay, what does it look like? Like how did yeah. you obviously created an environment for that in yeah. your home? Right. Yeah. And so did yeah. you just like put worship music on in your house and be like, okay, we're going to prophesy, you know, like, what did that, what did that look like? And when you did you start it. that? Yeah. You know what? The funniest thing is, is because my life is so full and so busy and having those moments um, to even do like that, it happens in my van when I'm driving. I will put on a worship song and I used to have like, I used to have ukuleles in there. I had like shakers in there. My son had a drum pad in there and his drumsticks and I would, we would just go and I am worshiping, I'm interceding, I'm praying and they're just in there. They're just, they're in it. They're just experiencing it. So and, you know, I was going to youth, like, this is like a month ago, and I had my kids in there, and I'm just going at it, and all of a sudden, they start praying, and they start getting pictures, and it's just, it happens in my van a lot, because that's my place where I'm not distracted by laundry, or by having to make a meal, or by kids, you know, saying, oh, I want this, I want this, because they're stuck in one place, they can't go anywhere, and it's the place to this day where I just like, I have like full on worship services in my van and, 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 or I start praying. Like if I'll, I'll see, even if we see like an accident happening, we'll pray for that. Say father, like just protect that person or whatever, whatever. Yeah. We just, it just kind of became a natural, like I'll encourage them though. I'm like, I'll say, okay, kids, this is going on right now. I want you to pray. I just want you, whatever comes out of your mouth, praying is just like talking to your friend. That's what praying is. It's like talking to me, talking to your friend. That's what prayer is. Just talk. And it's so good. It's exciting. It's, you know, but yeah, it happens in my van because that's where I feel like I'm not distracted and I can really just, and it's hilarious. I don't care if people think or see, I just go for it. (laughs) And it's it's loud and it's crazy. Discipleship in the van. Yeah. Yeah. I like that because that's real. Like that's that's real. And uh, you know, maybe we you can just share a teeny tiny bit about how that how that plays out as you being a full time working mom and a full time homeschooling mom. How does that how does that look like? (laughs) Yeah, it's um it's full. It's incredibly full, you know. I I sell like I sell like a homeschool math program full time and I home educate my kids. So, you know, it we've kind of got into a routine, right? So, you know, I get to work, they have an hour to play, school starts, and um, 
I try to do like I, at night times when I do devotions and stuff with them easier because mornings are really hairy carry for me because I have like an hour and something to get them ready and out the house and it's just like pure chaos in the mornings and usually a bit of like fighting because they're like they don't want to get out of bed they're tired and it depends on my mood too right so evenings are a little bit easier for me but um yeah it's, it's not always easy I have to say like my day because I I have to answer phones and I'm been educating my kids now for 10 this is my 10th year going on 10 years with my kids and um like you say it's a grind there's like bread there's that word again it is definitely a grind for me because but it's a choice that I've made that I'm I will not go I will not turn back on because I want to raise my kids with my morals and my the desires of my heart that God has and that's been even though it's very challenging some days like how am I gonna some days I didn't do nothing with school (laughs) it's like okay kids I want you to do some math and then go aside and play you're gonna get present today or you know yeah it's just yeah it's it's not always great not always an easy place but you know when God's called you to something and he, and even though it, your your life is busy and crazy and overwhelming, he gives you the grace. He gives you the grace. He gives me the grace to walk through, like answering phones, doing a math page, answering some more phones, let's do some language arts. Like, <laughs> okay, kids are done. Go play now. Mom has to finish. Do some ships yeah. and orders now, right? But I include them in my day. They also help and they make money at the office. So they help with the shipping and they help with the labeling and they help. So they're learning responsibilities. So in all the practical sides of that, you know, they get their, they get, their intersectional worship in the van. We get to we get to work. We do the practical school stuff. You know, it's and then they're learning responsibility and yeah. being with other friends because I have another family that I help at home educate, and so they're there with us. And so it's really full. Yeah, yeah. Like it's incredibly full. And there are days that I'm like, oh Jesus, like <laughs> what am I doing? But. You know, the grace is there, and I know that I, I know that I know that I know that's what I'm supposed to be doing for the season that we're in. Mm-hmm. And it gives me the peace and the, and the know-how every day to do it. Well, you're doing a wonderful job, and it's worth it. And, yeah, it's um, we make sacrifices, right, for our kids, and you want them to have the best, and you want them to, to be grounded in the word and in truth, and you're willing yeah. to do whatever it takes for that so that's awesome and there will be great rewards for that yeah um so you know our our podcast is kind of geared towards young moms in the thick of motherhood right and so if you could share a piece of advice or a charge or a word of encouragement what would you say to a young mom you know in the thick of motherhood and just yeah you know what, to be honest, as a young mom, take those moments to be still. That's a big one. That's a huge one for me. Is take even if it's like, you know, your your babies when you're nursing or when you're like I've had those moments when you're nursing or they've just had, you know, gone to sleep or whatever, take that moment to sit back and because you know, I keep going back to that verse in the Bible where it says, you know. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters, and then he restores my soul. So I was like, take time to be still. 
so that you can be restored, that so you can be a healthy mom, so that you can be a healthy wife, you can be a healthy friend. Because when we're not, because it, it, life is full. Like for me, life is full. Life is busy. Mm-hmm. I, I need my moments in the morning where I can just be still and I can be in the word, be in worship or whatever it is. Just so I start my day off, not in pure chaos, even though often it goes there. Yeah. But take the time to be still. Take those moments. And I had that conversation with a friend. I'm like, how do I do that? She goes, sometimes even when you're changing diapers, God can minister to you. He can minister with peace then. And like taking those moments when you're doing dishes, when you're making a meal, when you're going out for a walk. Yeah. Take those times, take those moments. And somebody just got to step back and just get his perspective. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's good. That's great advice. We as moms, I feel like we can run around with our head chopped off a lot and <laughs> it, it feels chaotic and it's just like, I gotta do this, I gotta do this. But really, do we have to do that? You know, like obviously yeah. things do have to get done, but yeah. sometimes I'm just like, do I really have to do this right this second? No, I yeah. don't. And I'm just making myself go crazy because I think I need to do this when really it's not the end of the world. And I like to say in my own life, like I need to keep my, the majors major and the minors minor. So no, it's like true. to not worry about the littlest things, you know, they're really in the grand scheme of things, they don't really truly matter. So yeah. yeah. Um, Thank you so much for being with us and sharing all your wisdom and your life and just what God's doing in you and through your kids and just encouraging us all. And we've just loved having you. And we just, yeah, thank you so much for joining us on this Holy Ground.